Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Hi, everybody. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy, and this is a podcast about dating and not dating and going on lots of dates and, you know, just shooting the shit mainly. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us again. We also were joined by a very special guest today who I want to introduce right away. Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. Katie is our, our regular correspondent. <laughs> Reporting from the front line. She is. She is, like, actually a frontline correspondent because, uh, little known fact about Katie, she started the Notre Dame fire. No, I'm just kidding. But she was there that day and, like, called a big media outlet and was like, hey, I'm here. Like, Notre Dame's on fire. They didn't know it was happening. So she didn't was believe like, me. And then <laughs> called me back five minutes later and we're like, oh, yeah, it's happening. So since you're there, can you take some pictures? Oh my goodness. And your pictures were unbelievable. First of all, like I don't want to say beautiful because it was so sad, but yeah. I thought your pictures were amazing and very disturbing and sad. But Thank you. Yeah, it was crazy. I got published too, like which was neat. You um, did? From, oh my yeah, goodness. Only one and it was a very weird photo, but still pretty cool. But Katie's like a this is a, a big booking, man. This she's a real ass frontline correspondent about dating <laughs> and also cathedral fires. <laughs> cathedral fire. Oh, and also she's my cousin. I don't think we've mentioned that. <laughs> If you if you've listened to the pod for a while, you've heard from Katie a handful of times. Um, she's back to give us an update on her dating journey. Uh, so we're gonna hear all about that. We're gonna hear about the first date that. Did we hear about this first date? No, no, no we didn't. So we're gonna hear about the first date that got us there. We're gonna talk about um, a little bit about her journey, and yeah. And other stuff. We're going to answer some questions. Yeah. What and are we going to do? If it's your first time, you know, you might be seeing this title, 51 First Dates. And we did indeed start this by riffing on a bad Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore movie. And I was, I, as Kimmy, was going on 51 dates. I got to 32. I like to give this spiel. If you've listened to this before, you're probably bored. But basically, then we recruited some other guest daters like Katie, but also my, my brother, um, who in New York started going on the dates. And he met someone as well. So we just like to say that, yeah, I only went on 32 dates because I met someone at date 13. So I'm just, I'm just saying we have something interesting here. Dating might not be your favorite thing to do. It wasn't mine, but I don't know. We have like our lovely secret Facebook group. We were just talking about how everyone in that group is perfect and lovely and kind and you can ask dating questions without feeling embarrassed. And we really appreciate you all for joining it and just being so nice to each other. Totally. It's a really, really special community. If you're not in the secret Facebook group and you're listening, you really should be in the secret Facebook group. It's the best. Everyone's so cute and nice and commiserates and shares advice and asks questions and everyone's really generous and sweet. And like literally, knock on wood, we haven't had any boogers, like no meanies. It is like a good vibes internet space. So we hope you'll join it. You do that by going to Facebook and typing in 51 First Dates podcast in the search bar. Uh, a secret, like a private group will pop up asked to join and someone will approve you usually like pretty quickly so yeah we look forward Wait, can I say something about the group yes <laughs> I, just, I was just saying this off Mike. line yes. Mike um, but I love the group so much so hi to everybody in it I like very much on it and I love when it comes up in my notifications feed that there's been a post because I'm like oh what's going on in the dating world of the universe but everybody is so sweet on it and I love that it's such a safe spot I feel like 
I want like I've been encouraged to post on it I feel like kind of creepy because I kind of know some people by name now so I might respond start <laughs> responding to you <laughs> but I really love what you guys have created and I think it's super special and everybody should encourage their friends to go on it and look at it and just read it because I'm normally just a creepy stalker reader and it's really helped me through my dating journey yeah and you know if you're telling your friends to join the secret Facebook group tell them to listen, oh, to, the listen to the podcast and also um <laughs> Yeah, please shout us out to your friends. Please shout us out on your social media. We really love it. And uh, follow us on Instagram, 51firststatespod. And email us. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to do all this at the end. No, we're not because I already did it. 51firststatespod at gmail.com. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I like know. how like I can't ever decide if we do it at the end or the beginning. I think it's okay to shout it out now. We're just in case, you know, you're listening to this in your car and then you get to work and you forget to finish it. You know, and people have been tagging us in their stories, just like screenshotting right now while they're listening and tagging. And it's so sweet. Thank you so much. I also wanted to add about the secret Facebook group. I was just having like a fucking Monday, like a down, deeply anxious, like for no reason, a depressy Monday that I hadn't had in a while. And I just posted in the group like, hey, guys. I'm reading these posts and they make me feel really nice. It was the most emo post, but I was like having a down day and then I was reading through our nice posts and I was like, this is one cool thing on the internet. And it was just, everyone was so lovely and I was so selfishly emo posting like, oh my God, I'm having a sad day. And then everyone was so, so fucking sweet. So thank you all for just being so sweet. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. And what else? Do we have any other business? Do we have housekeeping? I mean, we want to do a live show um, <laughs> this summer in New York when we're back together, but we don't have the details yet, but hopefully soon. Keep your ears open. Keep your ears open. And um, yeah, other than that, I think we can like jump in, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Also, like if you're listening and you're sensing me being a crazy person. Like, Kimmy and I both on separate coasts are hungover. Katie is yep. spry and beautiful, and she's, like, wearing fashions. And I'm, I'm in my living room overalls, wearing... Just to clarify. <laughs> no, Katie is fashion, and I'm wearing a caftan that is truly the largest, and it is a circus tent of a garment, and I feel crusty. Meryl Streep and Mamma Mia would be so proud. I, really full-on Meryl Streep and Mamma Mia vibes. I did take a shower today. This was my biggest win. I, I haven't done that yet, but I did crack open. I was just telling Liza and Katie, I'm getting my MBA right now, and all the, the admits for next year came, and some of them are still deciding. So basically, we, get, we all have them over for dinners at our apartments and get them very drunk and take them out to show them how fun LA is. But I'm dying because of that. But I am drinking, again, just to, to help me get through this episode, and I'm drinking this very weird pineapple sparkling vodka soda in a can thing that was left here it's not great but I'll drink it it's helping (laughs) yeah so that explains our vibes and outlines our app we've done it all Katie do you have anything to add I went to a hit class this morning and it almost killed me but I'm I'm so afraid of those classes it was really frightening it's really there for not me. I just for didn't people do. Who are there was like a whole station. It was just burpees, and it was the last station. I just didn't do it. Like I stood there, and the lady was like, "Keep going," and I just kept <laughs> standing there, drinking water, just looking around. I can do like five burpees, and that's like without push-ups. If <laughs> I did a single burpee, I would have thrown up. So, she's, yeah, she's burpees yeah. are no. so hard. I can do maybe one, maybe half, half of one. Oof. Yeah, it's not. It's not the best. Anyway. Katie, catch us up. Tell us what's yes. happening. What are what are the apps? So guys, I maybe I didn't did I talk have I been on in twenty nineteen? Yes. 
Oh yes, because oh, I talked about that weird date where that guy was like a musician and yes. like, talked and was like weird about art. Yes. So I, at the beginning of the year, Liza and I had an agreement that I was feeling really down in 2018 about my dating life, and I had been out for the of a, like of a really bad relationship ish thing for a year. Like hadn't talked to the guy in a year, and hadn't gone on a single date really, and like had no guys that I was interested in. Like fully the most single I've been in a long time, and so. I was down and Liza was very good and just was like, you need to go on dates, like do the system. Like this is how it works. It's a numbers game. So at the beginning of the year, we created a spreadsheet. This is creepy. I think we've talked about the spreadsheet though. I think on we it. have. So the spreadsheet was created. I was started logging the dates and then date I named number- it Katie's Dates, which I'm going to mention again because I Katie's can't stop Dates. being obsessed with naming it Katie's Dates, <laughs> even though you hated that right. so much. And like we talked about how the spreadsheet was creepy and I'm sorry that like if anyone, I like, I don't know if. My current boyfriend looks at this now. Everybody watches this now. I'm sorry. It's not creepy. I promise. It was just an experiment. But spoiler um, alert, too. Spoiler yeah, alert. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh my god. So, so we did that, and then I went on five dates. So the guy that I met was well, date wait, number five. We have to talk about our bet. Obviously, oh, this yeah, we is more important. But I also made Katie a bet. I was I bet her that she would find someone she really liked and like basically like that she would be in a relationship with someone if she went on one date a week for a year. I was like, you're going to be in a relationship with somebody that you like and like, you know, have some level of feelings for. Not saying it's like whatever. You're going to find like your lobster in this big universe, whatever. You're going to find someone like that you like and you can be together with. And I said, no way. Katie said (laughs) no. And I said, I will make you a bet. If you if you go on a date a year and this doesn't happen, I will take you on a trip to anywhere in the world. And like, guys, I am not that rich, so this was a big, <laughs> this is a significant bet for me. But I was like, I'm taking you on vacation, and you can pick the place. So Katie yeah. picked Iceland. Mm-hmm. So, so now I'm bummed. So <laughs> now there is no trip. I and think we should just still go, but like, yeah. I'll buy you dinner. It could be there. like a victory lap. Yeah, Liza. <laughs> like Iceland is expensive, so you were like, yeah. getting there is not expensive. Once you get there, everything is like seventy dollars for a bottle of water. It's but very it also weird. made me because she promised. So I was like, I right, literally I'm gonna I do was it like, because I, I have to do it because I want to go to Iceland. And yeah. So, Sorry, I did it. But let me also just say listeners I was very discouraged and was very much like there's no way this is happening like I was I I had gone on dates in the last couple of years and I was just like no way so for anyone else who's feeling like that too yeah and I think that like it's okay to feel that way but just keep trying it really did it it felt like and we've talked about this before but it feels like you're actively doing something to attempt to fix it like if you're lonely you could just sit on your couch every night or you could at least like go on a date. Even if they're all bad, you go on all bad dates. You're at least you I at least I felt like I was actioning like towards something instead of doing nothing, which totally. always feels better. And also I think it's important to mention and I brought this up a lot when Kimmy was going on dates like we don't as a podcast our our like um what's it called that like, political candidates have. Our position paper is not that like you have to have a relationship a yeah, to or, feel yeah, no like no we, we don't believe you have to have a relationship to feel fulfilled we just want to like empower people I don't know I feel like it'd be important to clarify this because I think that for a while after you got out of your like not great relationship mm-hmm. you were like eh, like I don't yeah. I'm not in a place but when you got in a place that like you were interested in being in a relationship again like yeah. that was the moment to like make those action steps we do not feel we here at 51 first dates pod <laughs> Do not feel like you have to be in a relationship to be happy. That is our no, position. No, paper. and I was really happy going on the dates too, but that's what I think I mean. Like, I, And it has to be something you want to do. Don't force yourself to do it. But when you're ready to, it felt – even if I was very single during the dates, but it felt really good because I was dating. 
Totally. Even just saying, like, I'm dating. And being and doing that every week feels really good. Yes. Yeah. And a- along with, like, the clarifying positioning statement, um, I think maybe, Katie, for you, then when you did start going on these dates, it was a change of habits from how you had been not dating or dating before, which that's what it was for me. I had been in half relationships, super discouraged, not even as obsessed with having a relationship as I thought I was looking back. However, I wasn't doing this kind of dating and it all spawned from my therapist being like, you haven't dated the way people date in New York, like going on a lot. So I think we're more about changing habits. If you're going on a lot of dates, also means it's really okay to take yourself out of the game and think about other shit for a long time. Um, But yeah, I just, I wanted to add to that. Liza, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. But all that being said, you were ready. I I made you a bet slash a spreadsheet slash forced you to participate in this podcast. (laughs) All good things. (laughs) Highly recommend. And and then, okay, so tell us what happens now. Why don't you tell us about the the date, the first date? Yeah, so so I had gone on the date previously. I actually thought it went really well. Mm -hmm. The date number four, this guy uh, who was a lawyer, he was a little strange because he didn't really have any interest other than translating old Greek texts. But he was really nice, and we talked a lot about Lost. This and we is met the most at a classic cute- Katie Wigan date in the entire world. Like we, truly, like once I ran out of things to ask him about, we he was I was like, well, what shows? Because he doesn't like TV, but he did he did like Lost. And so I was like, I think I've only watched like three seasons of that. Like, what happens in the rest of it? Just casually, and then he walked me through every single season till the end. So we spent like the last hour of the date talking about the plot and characters of Lost. But overall, I thought he was really cute, and I liked him, and I was like, oh, that went well. And he was like, oh, I definitely want to see you again at the end. And I was like, great, me and this lost guy. So then the next day, I don't get a text. Then I was like, okay, whatever, like, I'll wait again. Next day, don't get a text. Week later, don't get a text. Guess he didn't like talking about lost with me. What the fuck is this dude's deal? Super weird. So I was discouraged, but I'm like, whatever, I got to go on another date. I had, like, I had... Actually, I had been talking to this other guy on Hinge um, during uh, – we had started talking during the Super Bowl, and um, I he was, like, on my list of people I – like, it was a very short list. It was, like, the next person that I was talking to. And so we set up a date to a bar on the Lower East Side, and – What was the bar? Oh, God. It was called – I don't know because we didn't go. Oh. This is the, so this oh, is oh, the oh. So this is the story. So we had set up this bar, this date at this bar. And we were at work, and he messaged me in the middle of the day and was like, do you ever feel like a donut? And I was like, yeah, always. Like, I love donuts. There's a Dunkin' Donuts that I stare at across the street all day. And Dunkin' Donuts are my favorite donuts because I like cheap donuts. Like, I don't like those fancy, expensive donuts. I like Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, like that kind of donut. And he was like, whoa, I love Krispy Kreme. I haven't had a Krispy Kreme in so long. And so jokingly, I was like, yo, should we cancel this date and go to Krispy Kreme? And he was like, fuck yeah. So then we did, we did, we realized that the only Krispy Kreme in New York City is in Penn Station. <laughs> Which guys, and then, and then, <laughs> I need to paint this picture. If you're not from New York, so there's yeah. Grand Central Oof. Station, which I'm sure you've seen beautiful. pictures of. It's beautiful. It's an icon in New York. And then there's Penn Station, which is like the armpit of a stinky diarrhea monster. It's so gross. It's like in a, all the everything's underground. Madison Square Garden is the above ground part of it and then Penn Station is under Madison Square Garden so there's it's all underground it's dirty it's disgusting it's like smells people definitely take shits just yeah yeah. questionable things happening all around no natural light so it's like huge fluorescent lights 
So I'm like, oh man, are we really doing this? And then he's like, yeah, so I work in Midtown, do you? So there was really no excuse. So I was like, okay, let's meet at the Krispy Kreme in Penn Station at 7.30. (laughs) So I go down there. I'm like a couple minutes early. I go stand at the Krispy Kreme and I believe I took out my little like phone mirror and was like trying to like see how I looked in this fluorescent light. Not good. Not great. (laughs) But I stood there waiting. um, And then this guy like kind of comes from behind me and he was like, Katie, and I was like, oh, is this you? And he was just like, oh, like, we're a Krispy Kreme. We hugged, said hi. And so then he bought me and him a donut and a homeless man a coffee. Oh, my Aww, God. Because really there nice. was, like, a guy who was like, hey, can you buy me a coffee? Like, barked at him. And he was like, yeah, of course. Like, well, how do you like it? Oh, that's really sweet. It was really very sweet. cute. I love that. And then we ate the donut. We walked a little bit out of Krispy Kreme is in a particularly gnarly section of Penn Station, so we walked towards, like, a nicer hallway. Yeah. And then ate the donuts standing up. Cheers the donut. Ate the donuts. And then went to a bar in Penn Station. Wait, did <laughs> you go tracks? to tracks? It wasn't tracks. No. I know. Sarah would be so disappointed. Um, it was, like, with the Penzi, like, that thing. Yeah. There's, like, a nicer food court that's attached to Penn Station, so we went in that. Had a few drinks at the bar. I remember thinking right away when I saw him that he was really cute. Uh, and we had a few beers and then we had went across the street and had dollar pizza. And it was also a magical day because it was also the day of the Westminster dog show. So there were like puppies and there were like dogs walking around on the street when we walked to pizza. So that was really fun. Oh my God. This is such a like New York first date. It's like dollar pizza. Like, yeah, this is wild. If you don't live in New York and you're thinking about moving and Katie's date just inspired you to do it, I would say this, this doesn't happen ever. (laughs) Yeah, I would say yeah it was such I mean, like a magical date guys katie wiggin is the forest gump of my life in the way that like just <laughs> wow. stuff happens to her that is so like it doesn't happen to anyone else for example being at notre dame when the fire started like that's i'm like of course that happened to katie i can't even really explain how katie wiggin is always in the right place at the right time that's what i mean by forest gump is like she is i'm like well i love of that. course you're there you have a date at penn station the westminster dog show is happening like <laughs> That just makes total sense to me. But you know what is also kind of nice about it is it sounds like it just you both were going with the flow so much and then you were going to a Krispy Kreme in Penn Station. So like there were no like crazy high expectations set. Not to be too serious about this. Totally. It was just just like silly. Right. And I liked that immediately about him that he was just like down for whatever and wasn't like it wasn't even a question that that which is very like me. Like I'm very spontaneous and I like to do weird things and that was like great. But after that, um, it was really nice. He, we didn't kiss. Hugged a goodbye. I got in a cab. He texted me right away on Hinge because we didn't have numbers yet. And was like, Katie, I had so much fun. Like, time flew. Like, can I, like, when he, he was like, here's my number. And so we exchanged numbers. And I'm actually currently in his phone as still as Katie with a donut emoji. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to melt. This is so cute. <laughs> Which is really cute. And then, um, and then I guess sort of the rest is history. Our second date was on Valentine's Day because it was two days oh. later and I was about to leave for a huge three-week trip for work. And um, No, I, like a month. Yeah, it was like three and a half weeks. And I was like, so... I see like month. see it in yeah. a month but if you're free on Thursday like I didn't mention it was Valentine's Day I was just like well I'm free he's like oh I want to see you before you leave and I was like well I'm free Thursday and then like at the date he's like so happy Valentine's Day and he brought he brought me these little like sweet tarts that Aww. were like heart shaped oh my god um, this is so cute <laughs> we actually went to REI before this Valentine's Day date because I needed to get gear because I am I'm a video producer and I was like going on a very like outdoorsy shoot to like a freezing place to a freezing place in northern canada and so we went to rei and he was like helping me pick stuff out and then we went to kiki's which is this great greek place if anyone is in new york listening to the pod if you haven't been to kiki's on the lower east side go 
right now, run, don't walk. It's amazing. Um, should we go there tonight? We, I mean, we, we could like, decide totally to, go there. I would just get in an Uber and oh, go to Kiki's. So we should. Oh, great plan. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we couldn't decide where to eat. It's actually perfect, too. Okay. So we did that. Um, and then we have now been well so I, I so i started seeing him almost three months ago and he asked me to be his girlfriend so cute last week so now we are officially official you're fbo um, i told yeah. jeff and he was like are they fbo i was like oh, I, okay my god FBO? yeah so facebook official facebook official facebook remember from like we are not facebook college because it was he's not on social media which is kind of cool yeah and but, also um, no you're not if you had told me that you're a facebook official all of the cuteness like that i just felt would have gone, gone. gone. <laughs> no, we are adults now. no way no it's way. literally not a thing anymore which like was yeah jeff was fully joking to be but clear. i thought it was cute that he asked like that felt very like yeah sweet. Totally. and i think we were like moving very like we just liked spending a lot of time together and i think even even though three months is not that long of a time it just felt like the right time i think that's a lot i i think that's a totally normal amount of time to yeah. be dating before being like uh, making it some kind right, of commitment totally. you know what I mean like I think that's a very and it was like a funny story with that too so like this is gross I guess it's like a little too like TMI but I, I can cut it later if you want no me no to. no I think I love it because it's a funny story Great. so it was like that we, he was having dinner at my house and then that that afternoon <laughs> this is like also very typical of me he was like I'm gonna come over tonight and like well let's make like this carbonara recipe and I was like oh that sounds so nice that's great I'm halfway I'm sitting at work and it's like 2 p.m and I go to the bathroom and I'm like this something doesn't feel right. This is not right. And all the females who are listening might know that this means this means that it's not good. Kept there were some things burning. There was some pain. And I was like, oh shit. Like I think I know what this is. I've never had one before, but like I think this is what I think it is. And yeah. I was like Googling it and asking all these people at work and they were like, Yeah, girl, go get some cranberry juice. Like you gotta go. So it's like 3 or 4 p.m. and I was like, crap, I gotta go. Like, let me just, and then I was like, maybe it'll just go away, but it was getting worse, like the pain. So I, at 6 p.m., he was supposed to come over at 7.30. I went to urgent care in my neighborhood, got a prescription and my first dose of all this medicine that I needed, went to the pharmacy to pick it up, and then went home to like prep for this date. And so when he came over, I was like, oh, look, I'm sorry. I have, I have like have a UTI, like. I'm really sorry. I know it's gross, but like I'm in a little bit of pain. Um, and I was like, and I'm on this crazy pill that makes your pee turn like bright orange, which is really alarming, but like it's kind of funny. And then he looked at me. It was just like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Oh my <laughs> gosh. It was so cute. So cute. It's also Incredibly cute. cute. It's very like Liz Lemon 30 Rock, the Valentine's Day thing. Do you guys remember that episode? Yeah, with totally. John with John Ham. And like oh, weird bathroom things, it. like donuts. I'm just like, I feel like it's so New York that's yeah. like painted in sitcoms. <laughs> Completely. Oh my God, you didn't tell us how many dicks would you give the Krispy Kreme in Penn Station for a date? Oh, ooh, out of five. For dates out of five? Yeah. I would give it a 3.8. <laughs> also, very specific. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I want to go back to Penn Station just for a minute because, first of all, you can, like, it's the closest thing to New Orleans. You could have, like, been having a donut and a beer and walking around drinking because you're allowed to do that in Penn Station. Oh, that's true. Because you can bring beers onto the train, you know? Like, so that, that's one other plus yeah. for Penn Station. And then the, you found a cool bar. The bar tracks was, like, written up in the New York Times. Oh, yeah. It has oysters. I think we should send someone on a first date to tracks, to be really honest. Fully. But I think that we should definitely do that. I want to go to tracks right now. <laughs> I can tell. We're going to Kiki's. <laughs> um, cool. So, okay. So, obviously, like, extremely good vibes. Yeah. Uh, 
what what do you feel how do you feel like I'm trying to word this question in a way that doesn't make me sound like fucking off-brand Oprah bullshit but like do you feel like the challenge of going on dates helped you like make decisions like know more I mean it was like it happened pretty fast it did that was what was funny and I think it actually for me historically I like really end up falling in love with people I work with, falling in love with people I know for a long time who regardless yeah. of the situation that they're in, maybe they have a girlfriend, maybe they have like a something that they're not ready for. I kind of force it and like make it find a way to make it happen because I get a little obsessed with those people yeah. and like I really fall for them. Well, also you only I mean same with me, you've only dated people you've already that I known already know. for like a decently long time. Totally. So I was sort of convinced that this the apps frankly we're like we're never gonna work because I like only want to be I'm only interested in people I can get to know yeah so and you'll probably remember this from like the first month I would say I liked him but I was like I don't know like I just don't know who he is he's a stranger like yeah I can't like I like him enough to keep dating him but I just am not sure and I kept being like like, me because I'm always like (laughs) you don't know (laughs) like or I feel like I'm always sure but that's definitely not the case and I would encourage people to like give it a little bit of time I felt like even Mm -hmm. after a month I was still a little unsure but then I was like something just changed one night we were like when we were hanging out and we were talking a lot and I was just like I think I really like this person like I knew I liked him but now I and like the sex was always really good too but I was just like oh I don't know personality wise but then one night it just like flipped and I really like I was really really like into him so I do feel like what was the question (laughs) (laughs) no just like how you're how going on the dates and like yeah. and like forcing yourself to go on maybe like a little bit outside of your normal sphere of dating right and affected which, you know the whole like how it affected you i think that it made me realize that finding somebody who's in the same place as you is really important like i like i said i truly tried to force things in the past and this was like i met someone who was re- fully ready to dive in just as much as i was and and he like I think that he maybe, like, felt a little stronger about me at first than I did about him, but he was, like, super patient about it and, like, waited. And, like, now I think that we're, like, on very equal footing with how we feel about yeah. each other, which is nice. And it, it made me – I think that, like, the encouragement from friends, too, when I was like, I'm just not sure. They're like, it's been a month. Like, keep – Yeah, like, of Keep course. waiting was really helpful. And I think I could have – there was, like, a time, I think, where I was I might have been like, oh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And, like, that would have been awful because now – like, that was really scary. So I think, like, going on them makes you, like, challenge yourself in different ways, mm-hmm. makes you rethink, like, what you really want. It was just, like, all the positive things um, doing this. Yeah. 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 Plus, like, now I have somebody I really like. Date five. <laughs> date five. Date, I think for Kenny it was, like, date something around there. It was, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. 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 For me, it was oh my gosh, guys. So date 13 date 10 day 5 everybody's guys like 51 is a made up number like I feel like we need to amend it to like 15 I mean I not really because the thing is is that also it, it takes a different amount of time for everyone and I think it does take time to like like even Kimmy like I feel like on later dates after you met date 13 you were still learning about like what you were looking for you know what I mean like there were dates where like after that where you were like I don't know I feel like figuring stuff out still that helped inform like knowing that he was the right person you know yeah, I think that uh, it was as I, I'm just trying to think about the best way to word this because we've we've talked about like does it feel easy right away? A lot of times in the Facebook group people are like, I can tell after a first date we encourage a second date. But what like what what really resonated with me about what Katie just said is I didn't know, I wasn't sure for a while. I was sure it felt different and not like the crazy like yeah, anxiety too. that I kind of 
conflated to be lust and attraction and XYZ. And yeah, the physical connection was there and great. Like, but also emotionally, I felt just so comfortable. And it took me over a month to be like, I remember yeah, having a conversation with him. Like, oh, it's so weird how like we, he's brought up. He's like, it's so weird how easy it is to just like, like we feel, it feels like not like we've known each other in another life, but we're just on the same page about so many things. And not like politics yeah. or on paper shit. Like he's from Florida. I give him shit about that all the time. <laughs> like it's, it's just like the little things were like I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. Well, I yeah. feel like it's weirdly, it's the same way you feel. Like you know, you meet a lot of people in life, and some people like in a non romantic way like become your friend very easily and very naturally. Like I feel like it's the same thing. Like when you're hanging out with a gr- like a group of girls, say yeah. that like you're not sexually interested in. And, you know, like, some of them will become, like, super natural, like, easy friends you can hang out with all the time and it's, like, easy and mellow. Some of them will become friends that, like, it's – there isn't that level of – like, there's an e- – you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that it's, – it's a similar sense of ease. It's just better because it's, like – also, you know, sometimes you get to touch each other. Right. <laughs> and I, it was definitely easy. The I think it's not even like, our conversation was obviously, it was super easy to be around each other. I never felt like we were always like, that there was time always flew, which was great. Yeah. But even when I wasn't sure, I think the best part about it was like, that it was never, there was just like no games from day one. Like I was sure that he was going to text me. I'm never worried about him texting me now. I'm never worried about like whether he's thinking about someone else. I'm just so certain in how he feels about me and like how I feel about him that it's such a nice, like that's like the best ease part of it. Totally. It's just that like, and I would encourage other people to wait for that. Like if it feels like there's something that you need to force, like it's not right. Like yeah. really, I know people say that and it seems cliche, but it's true. Like there's just no question and it's so comforting and so nice that, totally. that it's just like I just know that I don't have to worry and that there's just like absolutely no anxiety yeah yeah and totally. Katie I feel like you and I were both in different ways in these like situationships I know that word is almost becoming you know <laughs> annoying like but like it, we're, we were both I don't know maybe we had similar patterns in certain ways I don't want to like project no, I but definitely probably I did, think yeah. and that's why I think I, we, we probably both valued this person who maybe if they even did start off a little more sure than we were like having someone who we didn't have to worry about all the things we so associated with dating before like yeah. I don't know it's well I think also like so it can feel a little weird I think when you're first dating someone the fact that I, I think that in almost every scenario, there's one person who is a little bit, who likes the other person a little bit more at first. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like in all my friends' relationships, like, I feel like that's yeah, always that's, the case. I think that's probably true. And it's, it is a little weird and uncomfortable. And also, like, it's fine. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, it takes people, different people, like, different levels of time to let down their walls. Like, it's all, it's all, all a part of the, like, complex fabric of who everyone is. Like, some people are quicker to just be like, great, fuck yeah, this is good. And some people need more time to let, you know. And I think that that's, yeah. like, so natural and, yeah, I don't know. Katie, is this person, like, different than who you saw yourself being with? Or, like, in terms of, like, the dumb on paper things or just, like, even personality traits? Or was it more surprising? No, I think in a little, in a few ways, yes. I mean, he's in, like, he works in finance. And that's, like, I definitely – was never like, I can't wait to bag a finance bro. Like that was just something like I've only really dated and liked people who are in my industry or at least in like a creative field, but he's creative in other ways. Like 
which is awesome. Um, and so I that like at least the job thing, the paper thing, that was different. Um, we are we have a lot of like really weird similarities that I think are great. Like we both come from our mom sides. Both are like big, huge, like robust families that are like crazy and fun and we both are the first child which I actually think is really important for me that as I always date younger siblings uh and Mm. we just have like a lot of the same like core values and like think and and feel the same way about life like I really think I knew that this was different when he's the first guy that I've ever dated who was able to articulate the traits about myself that I pride myself in the most that he like that he recognizes those and like says them back to me and like Mm. I know that he appreciates them too but it's never something that's anyone else has ever said like it's stuff that I don't even say out loud like but he's told me one of the things he says to me all the time is that he feels like I really know how to live which is like the nicest compliment that anyone can give but it's I also feel that way about myself or I like always try to like be having fun or doing something special or like making someone else feel good and like he sees that about me and I've never been with anyone who like articulates that and says it and you know he like just says like that I'm he he, like always talks about how I'm funny and like like thoughtful and like these are things that people haven't said back to me yeah which I think was really special and different and it makes me like feel like he sees me and like that's so cheesy like the most cheese but I also think, like, I see that about him, too. Like, he, he is incredibly thoughtful. He is incredibly, like, into – he was just jumped at the chance to go to Krispy Kreme with me. Like, I love that he's spontaneous and down for life, like, just like I am. He is somebody that matches my enthusiasm for life, which not a lot of guys I've dated have been able to do. So I think that, yeah, it's really great. I like, feel like I'm just being gushy. And- no, it's great. It's a really, really good thing. And it's good um, to be gushy about it. It's This is so silly, but we have like a, a feelings communications class. That's a required class in your MBA so that, ooh. you know, you they make sure you have a personality of some sort. But it's about, my class is about interpersonal communication. And we had to ask people like to describe us in three words. And it is really interesting. Like I, I asked my boyfriend, I was like, I'm going to do it. It's like what people will say about you and if that matches. Like I think that's a really interesting interesting point like if someone can articulate things about you because I don't think until recently anyone's ever done that about me other than my dad you know like yeah and he says it without me without prompt like he'll just yeah without an assignment and it's stuff that like I'm not even sure I knew how to articulate and he's like says it which is great yeah it's a big deal to feel like yeah to feel like somebody understands you I mean, and I, that's what they like you for. Like, that's what he likes about completely. me. Completely. It's like the things that I always think that are like my best qualities, which is so awesome. Totally. Like, and I think that like, it's speaking of fucking cheese ball, stereotype, whatever, but I feel like there came a point when I, like that, when Jeff and I have been dating for a while where I did feel this switch where I was like, oh, I feel like he knows me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a very powerful thing to have someone there who like can reflect back to you the good things about you when you're feeling bad or like the things you need to challenge yourself on or the things that you like the habits you fall into that aren't like pot you know that like for me like the habits I fall into that keep me down you know like like that I feel like being seen is like the first step to like somebody becoming like a partner who makes you better too you know which I feel like is like the best and fucking cheesiest thing I've like experienced no but like it's, it's such a stereotype it's such a whatever but it's bueno guys so, stereotypes go on sometimes are real i'm yeah. finding that in real life now and i didn't believe in them and some of them are really true well Especially since we've talked 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kimmy. Oh, no. I was just going to say, especially in, like, this relationship world. Um, because I, just for our listeners who are not in a in a great place with dating, I was never until now. And I really didn't believe in any of this shit. You know, I didn't think it was going to ever be possible. So we can talk totally. about that. And I felt the same. I mean, I felt the same. I feel like all three of us have felt that way yeah. deeply at different points in our life. But what we're going to do is going to take a quick ad break. I'm trying to remember to do the ad breaks because I know sometimes you guys listen and all of a sudden there's an ad in the middle of us talking and it's really awkward. It's because we were on to take an ad break and I had to just find like any pause and drop an ad in there. I do my best. Um, okay. We're going to take an ad break and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about like we're talking about all the positive, warm, fuzzy, whatever. We're going to talk about the opposite feeling, like the feeling of being discouraged and ways to fight through that. And we'll be back with that after this. Welcome back. That was a lovely ad break. Hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Got some snacks, got some bevs, you know, as we do. So I think now we're going to stop being so gushy and mushy and just get to the the real shit about dating a little bit only because I think we've seen a lot of emails and posts and things regularly about that discouraging feeling of this is never going to happen or things starting to work out and then falling apart really quickly or even not quickly, even at three months. Like I feel like three months is a great time to shit or get off the pot. Like as Katie said, that's about when you and your boyfriend figured out what you were doing. And yeah, anyway, I think we just, we had some emails we wanted to read and just it's really hard to stay motivated. And I would not have, I was just telling my roommate that I would not have done this without having a podcast about it because I was like, I have to go on another date. So I also just really quickly wanted to shout out the girls in our group who are keeping themselves motivated by recording their taxi cab confessions after each date and sharing it in a group text. I'll just read it really quickly because I think it's so sweet. Um, happy Friday. I wanted to share something that's made dating much more fun. Inspired by the pod, a group of my single friends and I have started recording TCCs, Taxi Cab Confessions, for each other after every date we go on. We just put them in voice memos and share in a big group chat. It's made the whole dating thing feel much less isolating and helps us commiserate over the hilarity and weirdness of it all. Highly recommend encouraging slash forcing your friends to do the same. I was like crying when I read this. That's so sweet. So awesome. It's such a good idea because there is. is something about voice, about not a text, about like hearing somebody's vibe, like if they're happy, if they're bummed, if they're disgusted, if they're wasted. Like it's just so much better than, you know, just writing a text. Yeah. I love it. I miss so that. I feel like Kenny didn't record them, but that was like very fun for me to record my first impressions after each date. I know. I wish I had because it is so great. It's, it's, so, it's definitely, fun. I even would like to, I would write like open up a note and like write a bunch of stuff about the date so that I could put it into the spreadsheet later. Yeah. I should have made a field on the spreadsheet for voice memos where yeah. you could have hyperlinked to them. Oh, true. I know you love a hyperlink. Love a hyperlink. Um, yeah. It's a good, it's a good like, again, I feel like like Kimmy was saying, you know, we all, all three of us like gushed a little bit in the first half of this um, episode, but like we've also, we can only gush now because we've all been at that place before of just like everything is awful. We, you know, like nothing is ever going to work out and, you know, like every, everything, yeah, is terrible. And um, I think in general, just like anything you can do to make it fun and make it a group activity is such a positive thing. Like, it should be kind of fun. Yeah. I was having fun. Yeah. Like that, I, and I was super discouraged, but it did help. I think we've said this many times, but like have a friend encourage you. Like it helped me to have Liza 
like along the way because I would she would ask about how it went every week and I had a couple other friends doing the same and that was really helpful yeah and to help you, with that discouragement totally and if you weren't putting putting like new dates on the spreadsheet I was like yeah dates 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 um yeah so I feel like that's you know any ways you can make it not so lonely and not feel so extreme like emotionally like yeah. look at the look like part of I think what can be fun about dating is how just fucking absurd it is like when you're on a horrible date it's horrible but if you're able to laugh about it later like you got a story out of it and uh you know you can send those stories to 51firstdatespod at gmail.com yeah and like (laughs) and look i've been single i've been in that like twisted relationship for on and off for a while but i've been actually but that was not even our relationship like so i've been single for like five years maybe even more and i i truly was at the depth of like, I just don't think that that person's out there. And maybe I still haven't found that person. Who knows? But, like, it – I was just, like, I just don't see this happening for me because I just, like, I I don't know. Like, the, I was really convinced that this on and off again person was, like, the one and it just wasn't working out. And it's so – you. I think that I was, like, going – I refused, I didn't want to go, even go on dates because no one was comparing to the idea of this person in my head and it just felt like I was never going to get out of it. So – totally understand all of the like discouragement in the feels about it because it's so it is so hard yeah I'll read this post um that I got permission to read from the secret Facebook group basically um first this there's a screenshot of a text and our our listener wrote so over these kinds of texts and here's what the text says it's a text that she received from the person she was dating they wrote hey sorry I just got back from yoga To be completely frank, I met someone I want to give things a shot with. I thought I wanted to see people casually, but that's not comfortable for me at all. I hope I didn't waste your time today, and if I did, I sincerely apologize. I wish you the best of luck. And she followed up with a post um, that I'll read as well because I actually replied to this because I thought this text actually – I know how shitty it feels in the moment, but just like zooming out, I'm being your annoying like, you know – this was the kind of stuff my therapist would say to me. Like, it's really good to get a text like this as opposed to letting something continue on. But we can talk about that. But I just wanted to also read from the listener who wrote, I just posted a screenshot of your great but I met someone else text I received today. And it's hitting me harder than I thought it would. Any tips on feeling better when you currently feel like you're unlovable and that you're never going to meet someone? I know it seems dramatic, but I have been on so many dates. Hard not sorry someone just posted so it moved hard not to take it personally anymore I mean here's something that I will say like I have been there I have felt so unlovable I have felt like there was never anyone who was gonna like my very specific set of like super fucking weirdness and like I think that the most important thing is that you work on like making sure like you know you are lovable and obviously like it's very easy to say that and um there's like no shade in me recommending this but like Kimmy and I talk about therapy a lot and I'll just tell you that like I figured out oh my god this sounds like I literally sound like an after school special but I definitely figured out how to love myself by going to therapy like that was it was like a couple years of talking about my insecurities trying to understand where they came from and then like slowly learning to dispel the lies I was telling myself about Mm -hmm. myself and that process I know is the only way I got to the point where I met someone who I didn't care like I wasn't modulating my personality at all I was being completely myself and he just liked it and it was like 
that simple. And I think that like the feeling, I'm obviously maybe attaching too much to the word unlovable because like, A, you're obviously not. You're great. You're sensitive. You're kind. Like your posts are telling me these things. Right. But I think like if there is um, a gap between the way you feel about yourself and the way you'd like to feel about yourself and like you're not connecting with people because of that, like that's that's what I would do is is talk to someone and just like really start to think about why you're feeling why you're feeling those things because I guarantee you're telling yourself lies I just don't know why because I don't know you I wish I did yeah and I think for me too it's that's I tried to when I got texts like that or when I felt discouraged um I would try to like put my energy into like other people I think people really helped me like I would be like look how lucky I am with all my friends and like I would go to a really nice dinner with a friend or I'd like call my mom like if there's a nice way like you're loved in so many it's not just life it's not just about romantic love and so remind yourself that you are like loved by your friends and family and like takes take a moment to like meditate on that and how lucky you are to have other people um and that really that helped me I was like look I love my friends so much that I could probably like never find anyone but I would like sit at the beach with them when I'm 80 and have a cocktail and it would probably be okay like I kind of had these little like moments where I would say things like that that helped um you know so just remind, like, reminding yourself that it's not just about romantic love. And this will be both woo-woo and tough love at the same time. And I think it's because I, I express this kind of sentiment after receiving really great, nice texts or having men in my life who, like, I didn't really set boundaries with but w- expected so much from them, you know, who did meet someone else. And, like, it's not like they cheated on me, you know, and I would still get angry and take it really personally. So I think, like – the woo-woo part is like literally flip the switch. Like the dates you've been on when you're not that interested or you figured out, you know, someone had a crush on you that you weren't interested. It's really hard sometimes to be honest with someone. Even if you like them a lot, you just met someone who you feel this like other connection with. It's it's like truly not about you. So I think if you can like flip back to a time where you were the one kind of rejecting someone for lack of a better term, um, how it wasn't that personal about the person probably. It was more about you and what you had going on in your life. And the tough love part is kind of like, arguably I just think getting a text like this is, you know, super disheartening. However, like you don't want to be with this person and maybe if, you know, you're, you're getting texts like this, like think about who you're, who you're, because I was going after the people I kind of knew would end up sending me a text like this. They wouldn't be giant assholes. They wouldn't ghost me. But I knew they were somewhat unavailable for X, Y, Z reasons. They were moving or they, you know, or I could just tell they weren't going to settle down with me. And I just would think about, like, I'm not. it's not your fault that you keep getting these texts. Like, people are shitty. But, like, ultimately, you're getting this thing out of the way rather than dragging it along or forcing anything and I know it's so disheartening. So, like, this is more just about the text itself. But, like, kind of trying to maybe go out with someone who's, like, really into you and you're not that into you for a little while and see how that feels. Like, I know it feels – I know I'm not being super clear and I'm being – I just think there's, like – there's something that I noticed in myself when I was, like, feeling rejected. I was, like, kind of seeking out these opportunities to be rejected in, like, a tiny subconscious way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And also remember, this helped me too. It's really hard to do this, but remember that it's not about you. Like if you think that you keep getting these texts, don't ever feel like there's something wrong with you or there's a reason you're getting them. You're just meeting people that aren't in the right place Mm -hmm. for you at the time or they're just not your match, like, which is actually a good thing. 
But I, like, Lazzie used to say this to me all the time and, like, other people, too. They were like, Katie, it's not because I was like, what's wrong? I was very much like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I make this work? Why can't I make this, like, why didn't the guy like me? And it's totally not about that because I've met plenty of guys that it's not about them either. They're lovely. And you're, listener, you are lovely. But that's just not your match. Like, and that's, like, totally okay. So just remind yourself that it's not you. It's it's that person. And And also that, like, most people, 99.4. 5.9 whatever I'm not having a mathematician percent of people like aren't right for you to be in a romantic relationship with you know yeah. like most people aren't it's actually like it's extremely the exception to meet someone who like you like and you're compatible and you have chemistry and you have similar values and you have the same like types you like to spend your time in similar like it's a such a specific unique combination and it is the way, the exception, and not the rule. So it, it's hard. But but also, like, you know, fucking have a drink and have some ice cream and let yourself feel mm-hmm. a bum by it, too. Because mm-hmm. it's a bummer. It, yeah. It's a foot for sure is. Give yourself the moment to be like, fuck, yeah. this is a bummer. That's Part actually the best advice. <laughs> I think you need to feel really shitty about it for a minute. And, yeah, like, you posted in our little cool community, which I think is, like, hugely, like, a really smart thing to do. Like, you're – you know, you're you're talking to strangers, but like-minded people, which I don't know. Yeah, I think you gotta let yourself feel sad. I like totally. think it's it's a faster process when you let yourself feel sad or like get this text, or even if you're on the other end of this, sometimes send that text rather than the things that get drawn out or when you don't have the feelings. Like that's when it gets way harder to bounce back from. Like this will be way more painful in the moment, but I, I can see you bouncing back when you're ready to go on more dates. Totally. And we love you. Let us know how you're doing. Yes. 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 Um, cool. And then do we have – do we want to read a worst first doing it, which we put yeah. out a call for? Just because we've we've had been all over the emotional spectrum today, I feel like we just need a – Funny. Yes. A fucking I know. thing. Now, now, like, yeah. And then for those of you dating with, like, just let's get out there and do it. Um, this – I actually haven't read this, so – but I'm really excited. A listener actually DM'd me. Asking, we had recorded a bunch because Liza was traveling, but asking if we um, needed some worst first doing it. So I made sure this is the first worst first doing it. Thank you very much for sending it in. I will read it and then we'll chat about it. Okay. Longtime listener of the pod here. Thanks so much for all you do. No, thank you for listening. Thank you. In the spirit of doing it, I figured now is the appropriate time to share my worst first date. Quick context. I was with my first boyfriend from age 16 to 21. When we broke up, I was figuring out how to be single, big help from the pod, and making up for missed time, which is a polite way of me saying I was a fan of sex on a first date. Fuck yeah. My worst first is actually my only experience being set up. My friend knew I was looking for something casual, and he mentioned he had this friend who was also looking for something casual. I felt bold and told him to pass along my number. After a brief text exchanges, we decided to meet up for a drink. I went into it slightly skeptical since we are the same age, 21, and he was the first person I was going on a date with who wasn't at least a few years older than me. The date was pretty rocky from the start with lots of forced conversation. I can generally carry a conversation with anyone, so it's a red flag if we're struggling. But I continued asking him questions and trying to make it work. That That's very real. I've been there many times. Yes. Um, and I'm sure people have felt that way when they're on dates with me. He was still in that immature, sulky phase some young guys go through. I'm interrupting again, but a sad man phase. Like, or, sad man. You know, oh, um, sad man. Yeah, sad I mean, boys, I don't, sad but feelings. I what, uh, my friend Sarah has a good name for them too. Like this emotional, emotional 
troubled moment that a lot of men have. They're like, you know, twanging their little guitars and penises and just nothing's good enough for them. Um, And they want to be an artist, but they also are in finance. Like, this is just so real. Sad men. Google that on YouTube. That was our sketch that didn't get that many hits, but I was very proud of it. I loved it. I I thought it was very on the nose. Um, Anywho. It, I, she said, I don't want to hear you constantly complaining and being negative on a first date. It started to set me off when I was talking about business school and he went on about how people in business are slimy and dirty. Funny, my worst first date, she told me I shouldn't go to business school. Uh, interesting, men. Sorry, <laughs> I keep interrupting. I tried to keep cool and voice my um, opinion without being too aggressive. I eventually redirected the conversation. So the, uh, the, I'll kind of like paraphrase a little here. The date gets slightly easier. I'm having more to drink and I start weighing the pros and cons of getting out of the date or inviting him back to my place since we're both aware we're looking for a casual hookup. In my head, I rationalize my decision to act, ask him back to my place. Um, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, not judging him until I saw how the sex was. <laughs> Respect. Uh, yeah. So he comes back to my place for another drink. Um, we both know what he really came over for. That's what she wrote on me. And we're sitting on the couch just chatting. In my short lived experience of single life, um, things per- progressed really fast, but not this time. We were sitting on the couch, time's going by, not in a good way. A half hour goes by and things haven't turned physical or even flirty. I direct the conversation that way and I see now that there's been another half hour that's gone by and Buddy still hasn't made any moves. I'm getting annoyed at this point. Neither of us are looking for a best friend here. We both knew our intentions going into this. Finally, after a long hour at my place, there's a huge awkward breaking conversation where we go back and forth between looking at each other and then looking away. Not a sexy, flirty way, but the longest, most awkward way possible. We're both waiting for the other person to speak up and make a move. I stepped up, broke the silence, and said, are we going to do something or not? Um, this is oh when my he thinks god, I am obsessed with you. Yes. I know. This is when he thinks it's the appropriate time to tell me. As a rule, he doesn't sleep with someone on a first date. Well, of course there's no judgment. I was pissed he didn't tell me this at the bar when we were wa- or when we were walking the 20 minutes back to my place, or at any point during the painfully strained hour-long conversation. Neither of us were enjoying ourselves, and I truly felt he wasted that hour of my life that I will never get back and didn't tell me when we were walking to my place. This is when I had my bachelorette moment, and all I said in reply was, all right, well, I'll walk you out. I never heard from him again, and I've never dated someone my own age since. P.S. You can use my my name. Okay, Juliana. Thank you. P.S. Feel free to cut it down since it was long. I'm sorry I didn't cut it down. but that's incredible. so good. I want to be your friend. That's amazing. I love that I'll walk you out. That's incredible. Oh, my God. This is such like a fresh take on – like I only had skimmed it. I hadn't read it all the way through, but I was just like – from the get-go, I was like, I love the vibe. It's so different than a lot of what we usually get. And like – Totally. Yeah. Like – I do think it's weird, even if he didn't want to have sex, just to just to go home with someone. Not like like, like why just, go home? That's not my fa- whole thing. Yeah, just be yeah. like, oh, I'm good. I don't need that extra drink. Like, no. Like, it's so. I feel like if you say like, are you coming back to my place for a drink? That is universal language. Yes. Like, for, at least yeah, for that, something. Sorry, not sex. Because I'm think I'm just thinking of the Aziz Ansari stuff, and I'm thinking of like if this were flipped gender wise, which I know is. I just want to make sure I'm being like like open-minded here because like I think with a woman I'd be like you can't expect anything just because she went home with you you know what I mean but yeah, that's I, true I yeah. do think like maybe making out or something like it just sounds like he w- couldn't even get the balls to just like say I don't want to come over I don't want like I don't know I think I think yeah the frustration is completely legitimate you know totally and like it's also the best way to deal with it like are we doing anything okay goodbye like there's no forcing anything it's just like is it happening? Yeah. We've been like looking at each other back and forth forever. Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh my god. That's 
the most painful. I mean, I'm just like cringing thinking about it. Everyone's had that moment with someone that you like have to hang out with and you're just like, well, I'm out of convo <laughs> topics. Like, right. Oh my God. Like, I guess but I will to this girl for like one taking care of it. Yeah. I'll walk you out, dude. I want to, I mean. We should make a t-shirt. Yeah. I want to high five this woman so hard. Yeah. Incredible. Guys, please keep sending Send us more your. In. Yeah. yeah. I want like, we have a couple, we got a couple in the email um, email address, which again is 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Uh, keep sending us your worst first dates, your worst first times doing it. Any, your, your, any like, it doesn't even have to be first. Please send us your bad, your weird, like the gross, the the creepy. I mean, you know, hopefully nothing creepy has ever happened to you, but like we're when women, most of us, it has. Like, send us all your worsts. We want to hear them. We read them on the pod. We have a lot of fun with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyone um, have any other... I, I was just thinking, feels. like, we've we've got a lot of fun things to read, but keep, you know, posting in the group if you're feeling kind of down on dating. But keep thinking about, like, Katie and how, like, you know, after a couple weird dates where, like, you know, Lost was recounted to her, but then never went anywhere. You had some weird ones in there right before, like, your good ones. Oh, so it's definitely good, weird ones. I so had just it, keep doing yeah. it, guys. Believe in the system. I'm a big proponent. Guys, if anyone is out there who works at a publishing company where they publish self-help books, Kimmy and I would like to write a book called The System, where we just basically tell people to go on dates. It's going to be a short book. Honestly, we could write it. Like, I'm just thinking about this. People write books all the time. I literally, like, feel like it is a thing of, like, go on a fucking date. Um, And, yeah, guys, please join us next week. We are going to have – we have some really fun guests and lots of new, cool, interesting guest daters coming up. So you're going to hear about a lot of different first dates in upcoming weeks. We're going to have, like, some fun um, guests on, maybe some repeat guests. Ooh, tease. So please join us. Um, And, yeah, we love you. Yeah. Let us know, too, what you you feel like – like another consistent dater just kind of the random mishmash we're doing now just tell us we're here for you we want to make it great for you but we also you know we want to if we're picking someone to do like 51 days we want to make sure they're the right fit for the pod so tell us what you're looking for yeah Um, yeah we love you thank you Katie for being here what can we we should shout out your Notre Dame photo go give her some Instagram likes or go (laughs) look at the article Katie W twenty seven. Is that it? I don't know. Katie, but, do but, your your photo Instagram. But, Shout it out. Oh yeah, K Morgan photo. Find me on Instagram. Um, but Katie's amazing photographer, and K Morgan photo is her Instagram photo account, and it's really really good. Oh, thanks I guys. But thank you so much for having me, and I really, listeners, I love hearing your stories on the Facebook group, and please stay encouraged because I know it's hard, but you never know what might happen. That is a great note to be on. So we love you guys. Go on a date. Go on a date.